Nick, Steve, how you doing? Steve. Ah, I'm all right. Yeah, how are you doing? All right. It's um, one of my uh, colleagues was uh, knighted in the um, Queen's Honours list today. Got an email Bloody at hell. five o'clock this morning from my head of department. Good effort. Who's that? Uh, Dame Claire Gray. Oh right, Dame yeah. Dame Claire. Is that Dame you'll Claire. have to call her that? Call her that now. Do, yeah, do, do women news. do women get knighted? I think it. Well, that's a good point. They get damed. Think, is that? <laughs> yeah. What's the past tense of the verb tonight? I don't yeah, know. I mean, I don't oh, know. that's good. Whatever. Anyway, that's Dame Claire she, now exists today in the department is, and didn't yesterday, so it's great news. Is she really old? No, she's not old. Um, oh, she's, right, I mean, okay. she's you know she's relatively you know late in her career, but you know she's um I don't know. I don't, when I, did I, she get knighted? Do you know what? I'm not even going to speculate on her age. <laughs> <laughs> why did she get Why did she get knighted? She works on um, batteries, um, so she's done a oh, lot yeah. of work on kind of this kind of um, the, so a lot of the technology that goes into um, you know essentially lithium-ion batteries, but also the kind of next generation. Um, she's worked right. heavily on for the last I don't know twenty years or so. You know, um, so yeah, Well, when I'm next putting my ju- when I'm next putting my Duracell in my Roberts radio in the bathroom, I'll think of her. I'll think, oh, thank God for Dame Claire. Claire. Otherwise, I wouldn't have my Ever Readies and my my Duracells I, to put I, in my I think my it's Roberts more radio. the uh, the kind of rechargeable batteries than those ones than the kind of the. Oh right, batteries. I see. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Well, yeah. Congratulations, her. God. Yeah, yeah. Right. How have you been? Yeah. I've, I'm all right. It's bank holiday today, but you're working all day, aren't you, Steve? Of course I am. <laughs> I, yeah. What, are you working tomorrow as well, Friday? No, I'm flying. I'm flying out to Poland tomorrow. To, a friend of mine's getting married, so I'm going. Oh, to, yeah, lovely. Although yeah. he told me yesterday he was at the airport for eleven hours yesterday because of all of the travel disruptions. So hope... nice. I'm going. I'm flying to Korea tomorrow. Are you really? More yeah. of that later. Oh, but yeah, flying to Korea. So today I'm getting all my stuff together. I've got to go and buy. Like, you know, a uh, little bit of shaving foam, some dental floss, uh, maybe a spot of toothpaste. Check which plug I, I need to take. Um, you, you know, that sort of thing. Do you thing. have to take um, COVID uh, tests or anything? Yeah, I did one yesterday. I'm waiting for the results today. Okay, you take a PCR, do you? A PCR, yeah. But more yeah. importantly, I need to get a small packet of tea bags, which I'll take to Korea <laughs> with me. <laughs> have you entered that phase in your life, Nick, that you can't travel? without can't you just enjoy think of the wonderful variety of teas that are going to be available to you when you go to korea it's going to be I will, amazing i will enjoy i enjoy it and i enjoy other cultures and things but you sometimes you can't beat like a nice cup of tea can you when you get back to your room after trailing around some on, university right <laughs> anyway, more of that later but um yeah good so i've got to you know i've got to do some pot- serious pottering today steve oh, as well but i bet you love that don't you I do, I do. Just get myself prepared, on. get set, get Line set, get my head in the right place. Before they go in the bag. But you love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But before that, we've got to do a podcast, haven't we? Steve? Oh, shall we crack on? Yeah. Bunsen, Burner, Dolly, Machine, Internal, Combustion, Why Do We Need, Petri, Oscar, Bay. Isaac, Newton, Transplanting, Nick, Steve, um, I have been, you know, I've, there's some things in science that kind of like really bother me and like, you know, I know it's unreasonable to be as, as angry as I am. It's not only anger, it's an irritation, but like... Um, oh, know, I entirely sympathise. This... <laughs> totally sympathise. Everything one, one irritates me. One of which me. is messy graphs. 
that's what like always annoys me. Um, like people put no care into presenting their work. Um, oh scale bars. Oh, that's always an important one in my lab. I'm, I'm um, starting to feel very, very sorry for <laughs> members of your lab <laughs> immediately. One of the ones that does, but actually one of the ones that, I mean, and you won't sympathize with what I'm about to talk about, but it's how biologists talk about concentrations. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm a militant with that. I'm total militant and I rant about it all the time. Okay, I do. Good to know. Right, good. Well, There's only well, one way of doing concentrations. And well, we've known moles. about it for 400 moles. years. Yeah. Moles. Absolutely. Thank you, Nick. All right, I'm Absolutely. glad we agree on this. I, yeah, had okay. a, I had to argue with one of my PhD students for two years about this, <laughs> but then she got backed up by the industrial people who were doing it in grams per well, you, what, what for, for everyone else, tell, why don't we just mention how typically um, biologists would measure concentration? Well, any m ordinary person might think about putting sugar in their tea, yeah. and you'd put a teaspoon in, and you'd have like maybe five grams in a teaspoon, and you have 200 millilitres in your tea. So you'd calculate from that that, oh, well, how many... So a, a, a litre divided by 200 millilitres is five. Multiply that by your five grams of sugar. 25 grams per litre. That's how so much sugar yeah, you got in your it's, tea. It's, it's reported as the mass of the thing that's dissolved in the solvent divided by the, the amount of solvent, right? Which Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But what if it's salt and you have five grams as well? Is that the same well, concentration? Exactly. Is that the same? It's not. No, it's, it's, isn't it? And, and obviously, um, there's a... Moles so, so, just means... Oh, I just want to say this yeah. for anyone there. Moles just means number of molecules. That's all yeah. it means. Yeah. That's all it means. Number of molecules. Yes, yeah, so it's the amount of... And that's important if you think about something reacting, like if you've got a bottle of A and a bottle of B, what you want to make sure of is if it requires one A and one B to come together, then there's enough A's and enough B's that there are. And if they, if they weigh different amounts, if the size of the molecule is different, what's called the relative molecular mass... Then if you just weighed out 10 grams per mil in both cases, then you'd have different amounts of molecules in A and B because the mass absolutely, of Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to talk about your tea. So with your five grams of sugar and your yeah. five grams of, of, um, of, um, salt. Of, of salt, right? So with your salt, your sodium chloride, it's called NaCl, it's, I think, 58. That's how much it weighs. Mm. So that means if you've, got a, if, you, 58, if you've got 58 grams of it, that's one mole. It's yeah. six times ten to the twenty-three molecules, right? That's Avogadro. God, this is like people will be switching off. Go, oh, Jesus, back at school again. <laughs> but anyway, with sugar, with sugar, let's imagine sugar's glucose, yeah. and we could have sucrose if you want as well. But glucose is one hundred and eighty. So there, if glucose is one hundred and eighty, and salt is fifty-eight, then you'd have to add more yeah, sugar have to have the same number of molecules as you would salt. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So you'd have to add like three spoonfuls of salt to your one spoonful of glucose All right. the same number of molecules. Nick, we agree. The podcast isn't good when we agree. It's better when we disagree, right? But anyway, so that's one of my pet peeves. But I was the, the reason I brought this up is I, I found that there's another unit that biologists use that annoy me even more now. So, if it's so, percentages, I'm switching, well, I'm switching off. No, it's called the international unit, which is used in pharmacology a lot. Do you know oh, about Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, drugs and things. Oh, well, I used to have a nightmare of this. I never worked it out, to be honest. <laughs> and actually, in the acknowledgements of my thesis, I talk about the mysterious IEU, because that's how they measure insulin. Yeah. And so, we, had to get, we had to add insulin to cell culture, and it came in IEU, and I had no idea what <laughs> IEU meant. Well, how, how many, what do I do there? What, I don't understand that. How many moles do I put in? What? What's going on? That sort of thing. Yeah, so ba basically, the, so the people will the, the, i'll come to the reason in a second like why i've discovered this unit but this international unit is a kind of unit of measurement for effect 
not for mass of a substance. So basically, if you so it's a kind of it's an attempt to kind of quantify the variance of how potent a particular drug. It's like the Scoville scale for it drugs. Is, it is a Do you remember yeah. that the Scoville scale, yeah, heat yeah, of no. chilies. It, How it, much it, can you taste? <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. So, it, so, so anyway, but then people will still measure things in like, uh, so the, the reason I found out about this, I, um, so, so people will measure things in things like milli international units per milliliter. So you end up with this incredibly convoluted definition of concentration when really all you care about is the number of molecules of that, of, of that particular compound. Well, purists <clears throat> like you and I do, Steve. Well, perhaps. A true, sci- true scientist, I think. True, true. If, you're, if you're a tr- scientist, moles till I die. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the reason I was looking at it is I was getting a bit interested in um, how lateral flow tests work. Because, um, right. you know, we've been using lateral flow um, tests now routinely for a couple of years. Um, and I got interested a little bit. In, and, and, and so the, the, do, you know, do you know much about... Um, I think everyone kind of thinks they know how it works, but actually when you, when you dig it down a bit, it's a bit different. So do you know what the kind of first example of, um, of a kind of commercial lateral flow test was? Well, I'd guess like pregnancy tests. Yeah, but maybe those are the exactly things. right. Yeah, so that was introduced by Unipath in 1988. Um, although the kind of technology underlying what's going on is actually um, uh, um, is old, much older than that. It goes back to about the 40s. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, so they've only literally come off patent. So the person that owns the patent for lateral flow test is Abbott, and that that um, expired in 2019. So actually, you know, if, if COVID had occurred slightly later, so they would have made a lot of money. Oh, poor old Abbott! <laughs> I thought I he mean, said Abba for a second. I was like, no, no, oh, no, no, Abbott didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, Abba very good at music. I didn't realise that they'd gone into lateral flow patent tests god they're just no so talented they, those four from sweden aren't they no wonder they can afford to put on this crazy avatar show avatar yeah so avatar. how uh, anyway so so the, what's quite sad about this nick is so the going back to the pregnancy test right they, they did an evaluation for how sensitive and how effective uh, pregnancy tests were using lateral flows now they thought it was 95 percent um uh, you know, it, it had a 95% success rate in being able to diagnose pregnancy. When they actually like did a in-the-field um, uh, test, um, the accuracy dropped to 75% because people couldn't follow the instructions. Isn't that sad? Well, I don't know. They're quite. I mean, it took me a few goes. You just have to, to pee on a piece of plastic. That's all you have to do. 25% of the population can't do it. Well, it's hard to to hit that piece of plastic, especially. I mean, at least you and I could aim at it. That is know, true. A bit more tricky. But it is. Kind um, of, it's quite sad, isn't it? But no. But the the, the the reviewers that did this study noted that many um, users misunderstood or failed to follow the instructions included. So it wasn't. You know, it was just they did couldn't couldn't read and follow instructions. Well, I know what that's like. I mean, I you know with the the COVID ones, it took me quite a bit of um, homework to get that down. Right. You know? so I could they just they are sometimes written in quite confusing language. I'll give you that, but I mean, it is still quite sad that we can't that we. That, but perhaps if people understood how it worked a bit more. Anyway, no, so they wouldn't. How, do. how does wouldn't how does a COVID a lateral flow test work? Nick? Oh, we carry on. Right, yeah. COVID lateral flow test. You've got. I think you squirt some saliva on it. There's um, some antibody. What that antibody? Sticks to, oh, I don't know. Anti spike protein antibody, something like that. <clears throat> yeah, there is. But is that attached to anything else? Uh, an enzyme or something? No, it's called cool. colour. 
yeah, what's the colour? Gold nanoparticles. It gold is a gold nanoparticle. Good knowledge. Oh, right, okay. So why? So why is it? So actually, it's not always gold, but the, the, the ones that are red, that, that when you when so so you're right. You, you know, you 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 inject the sample. It's then chromatography, like you did at school. Remember that experiment you did at school when you separate ink into its different colours on like well, filter paper. Vaguely. Did, <laughs> you don't remember I'm not that? Sure did that? I don't know who did that one to be. Oh, that's like a classic. It's like Is the it? kind of hook, hooky and spring and chromatography. They're like the t they're cheap. That's why all oh, and you probably went to a posh school, didn't you? That's probably well, that's why you. I went to a grammar school. Yeah. Um, no, this would have been before then chromatography. Like right. Okay. School. Yeah, I think. Oh, well, the, so, so if the spike proteins there, all the antibodies stick to it. They all congregate together, and when when all of the gold nanoparticles are in a big clump, then they start to make a color, or they don't have a color when they're separated. <coughs> Something like that. Yeah, that, I mean, no, they, they do have a colour. It's just they're all over. They're, they're hidden under the oh, black right. plastic bit, under the little white plastic bit between where you put your sample on and where the little lines appear. So there's a, just there's some tissue. I mean, essentially there's paper, but it's normally nitrocellulose. And you add your sample, and it, and it just kind of wicks along because of the water in the sample. And yeah. then there's kind of two those two little lines. One of them <clears throat> is, uh, and, th and then underneath that that area as it's wicking along, there's a bunch of these gold nanoparticles some of which have an antibody stuck on the surface for COVID, for the spike protein, as you said. The other ones have an antibody for, it varies, but typically it's just some other thing that's that's in your body a lot. So typically it's just, uh, um, uh, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's just something other, some other thing. Yeah, it's just to check that the test is working okay, that there's enough of your sputum exactly. or whatever on the thing. Yeah, and if yeah there's not because, you, ha because you have to care about these concentrations in micro micro international units it's, per It's uh, what's called an internal control, Stephen. I that's right, Nick. Um, and then what happens? They flow along, and then what's happened on, on, on that little line where you get across? There's a there's a there's something that recognises that antibody, or indeed that gold nanoparticle that then sticks to it. And then the idea is, is that, that that goes on. But it's really cool that the fact that the gold nanoparticle does two things, right? So the, the, these nanoparticles, like one, you say, well, how is why is gold red? Well, gold's red because of Michael Faraday. Well, not because of Michael Faraday. Michael Faraday was the first person to discover this. It's, it's the first, one of the first examples of kind of nanoscience in action. He actually dissolved very thin sheets of gold and realized that he wasn't doing this intentionally, but realized they were kind of red. And they're red, uh, and, and, and gold nanoparticles actually are different colors depending upon their size, but they're, they're kind of that kind of wine red color that you kind of associate with your... Um, lateral flow tests are typically gold nanoparticles that are below about 100 nanometers in size. So, so they're physic physically quite large relative to an antibody. So, they're, so they're, you can imagine like a big like bowling ball with like little um, like post-it notes stick st stuck on the surface of the bowling ball. And that's the thing that gets pushed along by the wave of the um, of the of the um, solution in the in the, along the nitrocellulose um, that when you're doing chromatography. Um, and, um, and and yeah, so, so it's actually quite a difficult challenge to think because you've got to just not only do you have to have these 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 antibodies and antigens move along, you know, along along with the wave of the chromatography, but they've also got to be bright enough that you can see them. And actually, gold's a really good example of that. So it uses a, an effect called a plasmon to be able to to be able to see it, which we don't have to go into. But actually, it's really quite interesting that it, it's it's gold. You know, it's actually you know. So, so think about and then scale it up. It's not much gold. But it is gold, the atoms of gold, right? You know, yeah. a few hundred atoms of gold that are things that they're actually visualizing in your... It's exciting, your yeah. And they used to... I mean, it's quite... I think the gold thing is quite fairly new, isn't it? I think they used to do it using an enzyme that have a little enzyme stuck on the antibody. You'd they put did, it on, yeah. 
and then after you'd done it, you'd wait a bit, then you'd squirt something else on. Yeah. And then if, if your antibody was there, stuck to your enzyme, the enzyme would eat the thing you put on and make a product which would be coloured. A colour, yeah. yeah. So that, that's where the You can just call the lysis called 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 a lysis enzyme linked immunosorbent assays. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, anyway, that's great, yeah. Very interesting. So, so that's how um, lateral so there's, there's gold in them that are lateral flow tests. <laughs> Steve, so I am. Um, I'm going to Korea um, tomorrow. Mm. Have you ever been there? I've never been to Korea. Really? I a, God, I had a postdoc that was from Korea, and she used to bring me back absolutely delicious tea whenever she would go home. Oh, really? Like so I don't some, need to take I think my Yorkshire by tea. By far the best tea I've ever drunk in my life. Okay. Well, and as I'll an Englishman, have... that's a, that's a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. So I'm I'm going there on a little. A couple of universities, a couple of talks with a couple of colleagues. Yeah, um, so, it's, so it's not a conference, you're just swanning about? Swanning about, yeah, it's some exchange oh. trip. Um, so, yeah, I'm going on Friday and I've got to go to two universities. One of them is called Sunkyung Kwan. Sunkyung okay. Kwan. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, but yeah. No, S K K U is another way of saying it. So that's what that. I'm going to. And I'm going to another place called Daejeon, Daejeon University, something like that with a colleague of mine who's Korean. And, yeah, I'm hoping that we'll go and have fun. <laughs> so we're going on Friday, so we get there on Saturday, and we've got, like, one, two, three nights before we have to do anything. Right. So that sounds, like, good They're to gonna me. You're going to drink some soju. Like, I hope so. I really <laughs> hope so. I'm looking forward to it. The flight's t- 12 and a half hours because it has to avoid Russia, so it's quite a long flight. But, yeah, so I was thinking you about Korea. So, to Korea. Of course you can, yeah, but you oh. can't go over Russia, can you? Uh, co- uh, oh, I thought you meant via Russia, but you mean fly through Russian airspace. You can't fly through Russian airspace. No, mm. you've got to go around the bottom or around the top. Um, some flights to Japan are crazy. They're going over, like, the North Pole around to Japan really? to That's avoid cool. Russia. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I thought, wow, I have to try and work out. What's, what's Korea famous for scientifically? Mm-hmm. Good question. I don't know off the top of my head. What's the well? Okay, what's the biggest kind of company that you've heard of from Korea? Oh, it'd be it's Samsung Korean. Samsung. Yeah. Everyone's got well. A lot of people have got Samsung phones. Like me, I've got a Samsung phone. I don't. Massive conglomerate. Okay, mass and SKK University, the one I'm going to, is actually kind of like some people call it Samsung University because they f- okay. they fund so much research that goes on there. There's a big nano science place there. They fund so much research there that they call it Samsung University. That makes sense. You know, it you is. Need, you need to, got to put that. They've got to put those billions somewhere, haven't they? Yeah. So I thought I'd find out a bit more about Samsung. Do you know mm. where Samsung came from? I've got no idea. Is it one of those Lee companies Byung. that like made like I don't know agricultural equipment or something really totally different? Yeah, yeah, is it? yeah, yeah. They, it was started off by Lee Byung Chul, and he started selling it noodles. 1938 import and export of vegetables and noodles and things like that That's and then amazing. it was a it was a conglomerate all through the 50s and 60s and it was textiles banks cement oil refinery all kinds so of they've just done anything they just anything. whatever whatever they need to stay alive it's crazy isn't it didn't start selling electronics till the 70s black and white tvs and it wasn't really till the 90s that they started kind of pioneering electronics and things like that the, the original guy chill who was the noodle guy Mm. His son Lee Kun Hee took over, 1987. Crazy character, 
He's been done three times for like fraud and all kinds of things. Been in done jail time. Wow. <laughs> died in died in two thousand. Uh, died quite recently actually. But um, yeah, I mean, they're a crazy massive conglomerate. You think about all that they do. They've kind of pioneered the use of OLEDs and consumer products, stuff like that. So all of this university that I'm going to, I think it's got a big centre for nanoscience. Anyway, I've not really looked into... But you don't do nanoscience, Nick. I do a little bit. Oh, okay. I don't do the sorts of nanoscience that you would call nanoscience. But I make nanoparticles and put drugs in them. That's what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Anyway, I won't bore everyone with that today. But the other thing, any other any other scientific discoveries from Korea? Do you remember Snuppy? Snuppy the dog? No, I don't, no. First cloned dog? <clears throat> was that after Dolly? After Dolly, 2005. Mm. It was at, that was at Seoul National University, SNU. So they called it SNU Puppy Snuppy. Uh, <clears throat> but why, okay. what, what's, what's the advantage of cloning a dog after we cloned a sheep? Just to, say it's, just to show it's possible. Good question. Good question. The Kennel Club were really critical of it, actually. They said, oh, they're not going to support this because we want to promote in every way the general improvements of dogs and no improvement can occur if replicas are being created. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, oh Snuppy was big news at the time because it was kind of a... Although they cloned a bunch of animals before, it was like his, you know, people understand dogs. And they had mm-hmm. a picture of Snuppy, the, the parent dog and the, and the other one. Cats had been done a few years before. Do you know what the first clone cat was called? Um, copycat. Yeah, yeah, that was a total guess. <laughs> is it really? It is. It is. Um, oh god. But anyway, <laughs> but the chap who um um uh, the the chap who cloned Snuppy, of course, um who you've heard of, Wu Suk Quang. You know, he was the guy who was later done for fraud, uh, human cloning few years later ah, right, okay. and he'd been pressuring his postdocs into donating him eggs i mean you think you're bad steve but uh, i bet you've never pressured any of your postdocs into making them donate eggs how does one bring that conversation up they're like um I got, can i ask this can, can i just hold you back one second there can i have a quick word <laughs> anyway but snuppy was a real deal after after the cloning thing 2005 had these dogs they, they thought maybe well he'd made that one up as well but yeah. no they got independent testing involved and no Snuppy as a clone. And actually, interestingly, Snuppy died quite recently, 2000, 2015. Okay, so not, um, not bad about what's expected for a dog, 10 years. 10, yeah, old age, yeah. Um, so there was no... I, so, But they are continuing. So Wu Suk Quang, he left, obviously. He was done and mm-hmm. he was expelled from the university. But he's got someone else has took over now, leading the... Uh, leading the lab, and um, they continue to investigate. And when Snuppy died, they'd frozen some of um, Snuppy's fat cells, and they've actually cloned a few more dogs from Snuppy. So they keep him propagating the clone of this wait, dog. Wait. So, so how do you take a fat cell to an embryo? That's how, it, that's how cloning works. So you take a, you know, remember with Dolly? Yeah. They took a, an udder cell, and they took the nucleus out, and they put it into a donor egg. And then you stimulate that to make an embryo, and and the new embryo's got the DNA from the other cell. So with okay. the dogs, I don't actually know which cell they'd used um, for for the dog, but they they initially, but they took the um, a cell from the adult dog and they can create a clone. Took them okay. a long time though. They had to use 123 surrogate mothers to get two two uh, embryos. Oh, so, so it doesn't work for most of the time. 
not very efficient, but it can be made to work. The problem with dogs is as well, they, they're like humans. Oh, no, they're not like humans. They're like a lot of animals in that they only go into season like once a year. So you've only got like three or four weeks to collect eggs to use. Right. So with mice, you can do it all the time. Because they've got very. Yeah, they're happy so that's to why it's breed. so easy. Yeah. But no, nine of the pups, so the, they've gone on to clone 30 dogs and five wolves. They've actually been cloning wolves as well. So they're actually investigating this to see whether there's any detrimental effects of cloning. Because there is some thoughts that cloning. Remember, Dolly the sheep had mm. some arthritic issues. They weren't sure. There's not really, it's not really science. So they're not doing it in a controlled way. But it's thought perhaps that there, there are kind of disadvantages to cloning. Would you clone yourself, Steve? God, I'd be in absolutely unbearable, wouldn't I? If there was another <laughs> one of me. <clears throat> um, you just get if you ever you just get into raging, raging <laughs> arguments with yourself, like in your own. That universe. would save other people, I'm, wouldn't I'm it? I'm imagining just... a department of chemistry where every <laughs> academic is Steve Lee <laughs> at different career stages. It'd be really funny. <laughs> we should do that. Oh God. Yeah. No. Uh, that would... Any. <clears throat> Anyway, I don't know. Would, so you, they would do, you clone and, yourself, Nick? <laughs> no, definitely not. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. Um, it's quite weird, isn't it? I wouldn't want to put that on anybody. But would it be me? It wouldn't be me, actually. There'd be different people. That's the weird thing about it. You're not. It's not like a clone of you. It's a different person. Yeah. It's like your identical twin. It's the same as having an identical twin. And I don't think identical twins would say that they are the same person. No, they're, per, they're different. Yeah. So there's obviously influence of environment. But you'd have the same stupid. Beard, the same silly hair. I might. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Anyway, there's a company now, so you can clone your own dog. It costs a hundred thousand US dollars. It's called Soam Biotech. In wow. Korea. And they've they've cloned. Well, apparently they've oh, reported to have cloned more than more than seven hundred dogs so far. So, if you really love Ripley, if you really Steve, if you love Ripley, you need to invest. You need to get some cells from Ripley. Freeze them. Clone your dog. It's amazing they're allowed French to do bulldog. that. Like, <laughs> think of the ethics involved. Is that is that fine? Could we do that in the UK? With dogs? Yeah. Don't see why not. Why is it a problem? It's just a bit of a slippery slope, isn't it? It feels a bit icky. Maybe Sli- it, well, it's, a, it's a, certainly a slippery slope, isn't it? It could be a slippery slope to human mm. cloning. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so that was at Seoul National University. It's not the one I'm going to, but I'm going right. to be in Seoul. So there's, I mean, there's loads of other different inventions that I found that are from um, from uh, Korea. Um, let me just get my my page up here. But there are all kinds of um, crazy things which have come out of Korea, including something that I found called what was it? Here we go. Let's have a look. I'll edit this. Bit. The Triangle of U. Something called the Triangle what? of U. Why O U? Or. <laughs> It's 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 a it's a kind of um, phylogenetic tree which describes the evolution and relationships between members of the plant genus Brassica cabbages. Thanks Wikipedia. Thanks for that one. <laughs> Sorry, so, so that's a Korean invention, is it? It's a Korean, Korean discovery. Okay, that's pretty low down on the. Anyway, <laughs> as you can get as you can guess, Steve. Before I go, so so I can impress my Korean hosts. Right. I'm going to like swat up on this some more. Learn all of the critics. So it's very interesting. This triangle. Congratulations of you. on the triangle of you, 1935. Not a day that goes past that we don't talk about that in Southampton. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it, Steve. That's the. That's kind of. Um, oh, Nick, take lots of pictures. Sort of... I bet it's beautiful. I bet every my 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 kind of 
I don't know where this comes from, but my inter my kind of Im when I imagine a uh, career, I imagine everything to be extremely ordered and clean, and everything to be highly efficient. I think a lot of those kind of developed, you know, Asian countries. I think I'm, absolutely. I bet the food will be delicious. Oh, I, I can't the, wait! The kimchi, kimchi and soju. Mm, I mean, you, we tea. ate we ate we ate together in a Korean restaurant in London once, didn't we? That was very good. Uh, we did. Yeah, mm, very good. Yeah, no, it was. Good. Yeah, I know. I very much enjoy Korean food. Anyway, so <clears throat> you're you not going to so, uh, embarrass yourself too much, then. Well, that's good. I can't promise that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need Patrick, Dishy, Oscar, Bay, Isaac, Newton, transplanting? Are you looking forward to your day of um, interviewing, Steve? I've got an interview in 15 minutes. I'm going to have to. When you say you've got an interview, up. it sounded like when you said that before that you're having an interview. No, it's like no, you should say that I'm else. I'm doing an interview. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? It's like I'm, I'm, I've got an interview. If you say I've got an interview. That to me sounds like I'm actually going to be interviewed. You're if the I'm doing an interview, not the interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. So right, I thought I'm maybe you'd got, I thought interview. maybe you'd got a new job. You'd no, no, no. Job. Once, once you're, Nick, once you're in Cambridge, you never get out. It's like the mafia. <laughs> it's like you try to get out and they pull you back in. Well, it's not a bad place to do business. Top no, no, of the rankings. Very. very top well, number rankings. two actually in chemistry, Bristol B. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, is it Bristol's beat you? Oh, Congratulations dear. to Bristol. Doff the cat. It beat us. I could detect some bitterness in your voice. No, too. no, no. We're very proud of our colleagues <laughs> in the West of England. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so if people, if people like the Science Shed, Nick, what should they do? Uh, they should um, listen to it and they should follow you on Twitter, Steve, because your Twitter handle is... At Steve the Chemist. And mine's at the Evans Lab. And they can write to us at at the science shed and in the suggesting science shed. in the <laughs> get it right in, in the science shed at gmail.com yeah so please get in touch and we'd be we'd love to hear from you and you can tell us that you hate us or you can tell I, us that you looking for, only yeah. hate us slightly <laughs> just the amount of hate we're interested in whether it's yeah. 10 out of 10 or 4 out of 10 absolutely um, but i think um yeah i'm i'm kind of looking forward to the korean update um maybe we could we could pod remotely from Korea if you've got a spare half hour and I can understand what it's like no thanks <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you when I get back <laughs> alright bye alright we're going bye